Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. Never a dull moment for sure. Listen, two episodes in one day. Here we go. Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Coming at you on the hills not long within the hour or so. Of reports from Bruce Feldman from The Athletic. He is reporting defensive coordinator Todd Grantham, offensive line coach John Hevesy will be fired, will be let go at the University of Florida. It's coming on the day after Florida takes a 40-17 thumping from South Carolina. So, of course, initial reaction out there, too little, too late. Um with this move from Dan Mullen, University of Florida, to get rid of more specifically Todd Grantham, uh, but also John Hevesy, of course. I've, we've heard uh, the voices for that one as well, not as high as we've heard the ones from Todd Grantham, especially after the way the offensive line uh, and the run game had looked earlier this year. Uh, but still, given the whole big picture, both these coaches – uh, hard to justify keeping him around any longer. Uh, so here we go. Todd Grantham, defensive coordinator, offensive line coach, John Hevesy, on their way out at the University of Florida, according, according to Bruce Feldman. So I can back up definitely the Grantham one. Uh, I was probably an hour, hour and a half before that tweet come out. Uh, there was a, definitely a meeting uh, that happened uh, between, from what I was told, Big Booster, Strickland, uh, at least those that group uh, of people and you know changes wanting to be made. Uh, so you know whether at this point in time Dan Mullen was forced to make this move, or uh, look, I think the move was coming either way. At least for Grantham. Um, now, this could could this have sped up the timeline? Absolutely, uh, I think that's very possible, uh, especially after what we saw on the field Saturday night. Look, I mean. This defense just 
was nowhere close to getting it done the last two seasons. And look, I mean, Todd Grantham, what, started with Dan Mullen at 2017 at Mississippi State, had a pretty formidable defense there, uh, and he put his name in the ring, uh, his name in the hat to take over for Dan Mullen at Mississippi State as head coach when Dan Mullen decided to leave Mississippi State and come to Florida. Uh, Todd Grantham waited around to see if he would get that head job. He did not. Dan Mullen decided to bring Todd Grantham over to Florida. And given the history between the University of Florida and Todd Grantham dating back to his Georgia days, this is a, a move a lot of people didn't like to begin with. Um, I know plenty of people who you know, never wanted to see Todd Grantham on the Florida Gator sideline to, ever uh, and did not like the move when it was announced that he would be coming from Mississippi State to Florida. So, of course, 2018 – comes along and the defense is, you know, does does this thing in about what you could expect in a first year of transition. Um, a good defense struggled in some areas, but year one, you kind of forgave those struggles uh, against, uh, you had the big win versus LSU, a good LSU offense with Joe Burrow's first year. Uh, the defense very instrumental in getting that victory dating back to 2018. But then, of course, you, you know, you had the Georgia game uh, that really soured a lot of people, um, the Missouri game as well, uh, Kentucky to start the year. Kentucky you know, basically just ran roughshod over Florida. Basically, the theme of what we've seen this year, you know, Todd Grantham's introduction as a Florida Gator defensive coordinator came along with Kentucky getting their first win over Florida in forever. So – you know, started on a rocky note um, and then turned it around a, a, a bit. You know, struggled versus, what, South Carolina in 2018 as well. That was Georgia, Missouri, South Carolina, those three games back-to-back-to-back to back to back where the defense uh, had struggled, settled down uh, for the rest of the year to end the year uh, on a pretty good note as the schedule lightened up. But, okay, then you take those pieces in 2018 and you had Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at that star position. Uh, hasn't looked that good since. Uh, 2018, but then you know he goes, and you go back, uh, and then and then you move forward to 2019. Uh, and I mean, Florida's had those defensive lines, those sack numbers under Todd Grantham, uh, but you know, all this mayhem and havoc we thought we would be getting from Todd Grantham hasn't been there uh, necessarily all too much. If the defensive line cannot get the pressure, I mean, he had the benefit of having a Jakai Polite and uh, Jabari Zuniga and Jonathan Gennard when he first came here. And those three guys, uh, especially, you know, the, the you know, polite in the first year, uh, Gennard the second year, he had Zuniga uh, just a hair step below. Probably in that 2019 season, had he been able to stay healthy, would have been way up there with those guys too. Uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll give him credit for that. Uh, those, those two years in the Havoc up front, but it was always about those big games. And then, you know, you move forward from 2018 to 2019, uh, and it was about, you know, just taking those next steps and, and, and getting better. And, look, nobody was stopping that 2019 LSU team, but, you know, Florida was just couldn't – wasn't even close. Uh, and you go back to just so many times of uh, the third and Grantham, and uh, now you go to that Georgia game as well after that LSU game, and a Georgia offense that wasn't really moving the ball all that well under Jake Fromm, uh, and still – you can't get to the quarterback, can't get them off the field on third down. So it was just the big games that you wanted to see this defense step up in. Never, You never really got it. 
And okay. Did some good things. Florida had only two losses in 2019. Uh, you take that, take take all that in 2020, where you know you're going to have this high flying offense. When COVID happens, all that we know, we know that. And then, of course, the bottom falls out. Uh, no, no need in <laughs> repeating that history all that much. But that was, you know, with those Georgia LSU losses and and making quarterbacks look better than they probably are. You know, I know you started hearing rumblings of this defense will never get to the point it needs to get after that 2019 season. But then you were hoping in 2020 that the offense was going to be so good that as long as you got a repeat of 2018, 2019, you thought it'd be okay. Then 2020 comes along and you could pretty much blame the defense for anything big this Florida team could have handled, could have went to. Wasn't going to happen because of this defense. And it was obvious from the get-go. Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, Matt Corral, game one. Okay. You know, it was the first game of the season. COVID hits. Not a lot of working out. Not a lot of practice. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll forgive it. But then it never stopped. It didn't matter who you were playing. Couldn't get off the field on third down. Um, giving up. You know, the tackling's been an issue. No matter when the defense was good in 2018, 2019. Still, tackling was an issue back then. And then tackling has been an issue every year since, but really, really came to a head in 2020. But we, there were so many built-in excuses that just kept getting ramped up that, you know, I, I fell victim to as well as the beginning of 2020 say, okay, you know, we got, those are the excuses. Let's see if they continue. And they did continue. And then there were, then there were no more excuses. And then you saw this Florida offense lighting up the scoreboard, but then still, in the game in midway through a third quarter or a fourth quarter a game. It should have been a blowout, but no, the, the defense can't get off the field. And then, of course, uh, it, it, it just happens, and it happens again, and it happens again, especially toward the end of the season uh, in, in, in 2020. And you, had, you finally got the big win over Georgia, but then in the season, this ends up happening two years in a row, playing an LSU team that's just dismantled, and Todd Grantham, for whatever reason, can't adjust, can't defend uh, a Max Johnson quarterback for LSU. He lights the defense up. And, you know, look, just rehashing 2020, uh, probably a bit too much. We all know what happened. But, I mean, there you, 2020 was the it – was, it was the final call for me, uh, at least. And, you know, I hang on probably longer than most. But even I was – you know, I, I know in a lot of people's eyes, 2020 was just one year. It's okay. A lot of people point back to 2018 and 2019. Maybe we can get back to that form. Well, 2020 was the start of the great collapse of the defense and just never recovered. Have they done some nice things this year? Have they been better? Man, they started better. Not necessarily say at this moment, at this time in 2021, this defense is any better than what it was in 2020 because it certainly doesn't look like it. Given the competition, given who you've played, no, I, <laughs> not so sure. Not so sure that they're, 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 they are any better. The LSU game a few weeks ago. Now, of course, a lot of people will give them credit for the Georgia game a couple weeks ago. And yeah, they played okay in that. But didn't really mean anything. And then bottom falls out. The episode's already out for Florida, South Carolina. Look back, rock bottom. I mean, yeah, but that's been rock. 
What happened versus South Carolina? You know, the defense hit raw bottom last year. This is just a continuation of that. So, yeah, could not. And, look, Dan Mullen put a lot, a lot of risk bringing back Todd Brandon. And you're kind of seeing that play out this year. I was ready to move on. Most of you were ready to move on. Not all of you. I know. Some people were still hanging on, hoping there would be some kind of turnaround there. But there really wasn't. Recruiting has been an issue. Yeah, your better players are on that side of the ball, but guys don't fit where they need to play. You have to tra- hit the transfer portal very hard uh, for defensive tackles to be able to sustain play. No difference makers there. I mean, you, you got the defensive tackles for depth. You got the defensive tackle for bodies. But besides Dexter, who I don't necessarily think he can do it all by himself, uh, but we've you know we, even his production has kind of fallen off lately. I mean, there's not a lot of you can there's there's nothing you can really point to with this defense anymore. And it, really, a lot of it's going back to recruiting and so many bucks and outside linebacker types that are now having to play true linebacker. Um, you know, the, the, all the issues in the secondary, uh, young cornerbacks, and of course, injuries happen uh, there, but still not that stature of defensive back play we come to expect at the University of Florida. DBU has went away under Todd Grantham. I mean, maybe that's – there's a, you know, a, a realization. I mean, I think we've known that, but now put it to words, now that you know, he's, he, he's on his way out. D, D, there's no DBU at Florida anymore. While talking – you had it maybe 2018, still a little bit, with Gardner Johnson and T.J. Henderson and all that, but – so in a way, anyway, no longer there. And that fell under Todd Grantham. No more DBU, far from DBU. Can't even count on that anymore. And you still got some talented players. You still got Kyrie Elling. You still got uh, Jason Marshall and Jaden Hill injured. Avery Helm Young. But there's not those lockdown scare you types. I mean, even you go back to the athletic article last week detailing this Florida defense and you got SEC East coaches talking about how soft this defense is, how Grantham doesn't make any kind of adjustments. And I'm sitting here talking about DBU and defensive backs. You even got the SEC East coaches saying they're not really even scared of Kyrie Elam all that, all that much. Even though, you know, projected, I mean, not a top 10 pick anymore now. It looks like it, but first round, maybe second round pick right now. I mean, draft stock's getting hurt <laughs> from a lot of these players. And that's that's not a good look. Uh, but sitting here right now, this is this is a. I mean, it's too easy, and this is more big picture Dan Mullen as well. But it's too easy to get the athletes that you need to play defense at the University of Florida to be this bad. I mean the. Go back. The, I mean, I'm sitting there watching the South Carolina game in the, in the stadium, and you know we've talked about all the communication issues from from, from last year's defense, and they're they're still there to, to to some degree. Guys running on and off the field. It's it's too of too complex of a defense. I've been told that by people closer to, to, than me to it. You know, and it's weird how that doesn't make sense in a way. If you look at 2018 and 2019, the first couple of years of the defense. Okay, well, if it's complicated, how come it's better in year one and year two when you're trying to install the defense? 
and guys that you didn't recruit and guys don't have as, no, uh, uh, as much time. Well, I'll let you know talent a little bit take, take, takes over a bit there. A lot of talent on those early defenses uh, for that Florida defense. They were able to kind of just uh, go play and, and make up for it. But then we've just seen the the miscommunication. I mean, that, and that's gotten better this year. But in the South Carolina game, that you know, you had the guy wide open in the end zone. We haven't seen a, as much of that. Uh, this year, but you, you still see it to a point. And then this is the physicality, the lack of physicality. Tackling's been an issue all four years under Todd Grantham. And I know, and, I, and I'm in this camp, I'm in this mindset as well. Tackling is more of a player focus, physicality issue, but not when it's four years in a row, not when it's four seasons. And tackling's been an issue every year since. Guys out of position, that's part of it. You know, the scheme takes them out of position and Literally, you know, out of position to make a tackle, diving at feet, one arm tackles, linebacker play, non-existent. You know, we'll see if this what this means for Christian Robinson down the road. He's a Todd Grantham disciple, and what is what does that mean for him at, at this point in time? Of course, just got the new deal last year when the reports that he was going to Michigan. What's the chain reaction of that? Now, speaking of chain reaction, it looks like Wesley McGriff. Uh, the new, um, well, not new, but uh, coming in this year from Auburn will take over uh, play calling duties at uh, defensive coordinator now for the rest of the year. So, but I know the initial reaction from many of you out there, too little, too late, of course, dating back to the move should have been made last year uh, of getting rid of Todd Grantham and Dan Mullen hitches wagon to him. Uh, and now you see Florida sitting at four and five now on the year. And obviously, obviously now, the move would have been right to get rid of Todd Grantham last year, but probably too little too late. And we'll see what this ultimately means for Dan Mullen down the road. Uh, but also the, the, the big question, you know, where, where did this come from? Like I said, been saying it, this move was going to happen. Uh, Todd Grantham was not going to come back uh, next year, but to, the move to move it up. Uh, right now. Now, of course, it's on the heels of a dreadful performance versus South Carolina. And then I know uh, Bob Redmond there for uh, Swap 24-7. And uh, I want to say I heard it somewhere, too, uh, today or was told somewhere, you know, the whole uh, report there from Bob that Scott Strickland and Dan Mullen had a verbal dispute there in the tunnel uh, of William Bryce Stadium in Columbia. And then, as I said, I know there was a the, uh, meeting today, and the, did the demands for the move to be made today come out of that? I don't think Todd Grantham was going to be here next year regardless, but I think the move probably would have been made after the season if Dan Mullen had th- full control over that. But do believe, do believe that, you know, hinting at a little push, a little shove to – Throw a bone here, make a move now. This one more than likely was going to be made anyway. Go ahead and make it. Now, I'm a bit surprised with the John Hevesy report uh, that he's going to be let go as well. Somebody who has coached with Dan Mullen for 20 years or so, 20 years, give, give or take. Uh, and you know, definitely coached together at Florida under Urban Meyer. And... Heard off and on that 
could be a possibility that he will be also let go uh, at the end of the year. But this one, this one caught me by surprise with the report today. Uh, I'm not going to lie about that. This is uh, one uh, Grantham, while he has been with Dan Mullen for a while, nowhere near as long as the the nucleus of Mullen, Hevesy, and uh, Gonzalez. And we know the the play of the offensive line the last couple of years. You know, 2018, you know, that detailed Todd Grantham's little bit of history here at Florida. 2018, it ended pretty well for the offensive line. It was a slow start, getting used to um, Dan Mullen's way of doing things. Uh, but by the end of the year, that offensive line was a strength at the end of 2018. Yeah, Martez Ivy there, there on the uh, on the left side, Juwan Taylor uh, there as well for that Gator offensive line. And by the end of the year, it was a pretty good offensive line. Jordan Scarlett, Michael P. Ryan, Felipe Franks, really could – count those guys to open holes for him and get some yards. Then lose some pieces there on that offensive line and never really recovered. Never really recovered there, uh, John Heavy in uh, 2018 or 2019, 2020, left a lot to be desired in the run game. Couldn't count on the run game. Not a lot of physicality, not a lot of open holes. Um, well, Michael P. Ryan could bust a big run here or there in 2019, but that was a lot of him. You go back to that Auburn run that everybody loves uh, so much. And, you know, there's Michael P. Ryan making plays, breaking tackles, <laughs> getting to the outside and outrunning people. It's not enough. Not enough of what we saw toward the beginning of this year. You had your little spurt between against FAU, USF, Alabama, Tennessee. Since that, nothing looks a lot like what we've seen the last couple of years from this offensive line. Now, you can say this for a lot of teams out there, the worst, the worst recruited position on the field. And for Florida, it, 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 it really is, and it's not even close. It's bad. And they've had their guys. Go back to a couple few recruiting classes ago and guys never just making it on campus. You had your, yeah, your, your, your Isaiah Walkers of the world who – you know, your four stars that you had committed at one point were supposed to be part of a class, never even made it to campus, never played a snap for Florida. So it's an unfortunate circumstance there, but a lot of the time you knew what you were getting into by taking chances on those type of players coming in and them never contributing. I mean, this offensive line just not there. And now, you know, I I was a big believer – coming into this year of the switch back to a mobile quarterback run centric offense, that it would help somebody like John Hevesy, something he's recruited for, something he's developed for all throughout his coaching career, an offense he knows. And there were some good early returns. You know, it didn't matter who Florida was playing a whole lot in 2019 and 2020. Florida wasn't running the ball on anybody. And then we got a little bit of glimpse at the beginning of this year. It's like, okay. You know, there we go. <laughs> Finally back to that. Had the great performance versus Alabama that the run game almost brought you back to win, and it started up front. You saw some better offensive line play. But putting on tape, injuries along the way as well, plays into, well, there's not a lot of depth because of recruiting. So you weren't really going depth deep into the depth chart. And when you are playing your depth, hmm, 
They're not, they're not at the level they should be. I mean, you see the type of results you're getting, especially lately. Like I said, the game against South Carolina, LSU looked a whole lot like 2019 and 2020 as far as physicality goes. And, you know, I bring up the word physicality here, and we're talking about coaches right now being let go. When, does, when do we start looking at Nick Savage? I know we all love Nick Savage and, and his the camaraderie he brings uh, to this team, but how many times is the word soft going to be used? Physicality, lack of physicality going to be used. I mean, where does that start? It starts with Nick Savage in the weight room and the mentality there. When we start asking that question, I'm, I'm, it's been asked. I've seen it out there. But you kind of look at who Florida's getting rid of According to this report, defensive coordinator Todd Grantham, offensive line coach John Hevesy, a lot of that is because of you know, a physicality, a want to, a toughness. That's what, you, that's what you want to describe a defense. That's what you want to describe an offensive line. That's not there. Hasn't been there. And that starts with Nick Savage. So when do we start asking ourselves that question? But now that was the one that still still caught me by surprise a bit, just given the history there. If there was one that I thought if a move was going to be made, it would not be made during the season just because of the, the history, because of those guys coaching together. Of course, they're friends. I mean, they've been coaching together for years. That I thought, you know, there would be a, a wait to make the move after, this, uh, after the season. But obviously something happened. Um, between Saturday, Sunday, and now late Sunday, we get the word uh, that Todd Grantham and John Hevesy will be let go. So, of course, big moves being made. We'll see where where Florida goes for that. I believe there was a report out there as well. Um, Zach Alberti, everybody knows him from the Gainesville Sun, uh, graduate assistant Michael's. I don't know how to say his last name here. Solen, Solene. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, but he'll be filling in for the offensive line role, uh, coaching offensive line there. So grad assistant taking over there at offensive line for the rest of the season there for the Gators. Can't say I'm surprised moves were made. I think after South Carolina, all bets were off. Um, you know, most expected November to be the beginning of a stretch for Florida to get back on the right track. Then you go to Columbia, get slaughtered, and here's the results. A day after that, you get reports of two firings here with Todd Grantham and John Hevesy. So what's next? You know, does it even matter? There's a question. Does it even matter? Does this mean Dan Mullen is safe? Does this mean these moves are made for Dan Mullen to save his job? I definitely think it was to throw a bone out there to please some boosters, please the fan base. Something had to be done. I prove that moves will be made. But what does this mean for Dan Mullen? And if you go back and listen to the episode I put out today there, and Florida's hitting rock bottom right now, and I don't see much light at the end of the tunnel. 
what is what do these what do these moves moves does that mean Dan Mullen safe? Does that mean there's nothing that can happen the rest of the season? But as long as these moves are made, Dan Mullen still has a job in 2022. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see if he. I don't think he liked making these moves. We already know, given his history, he likes sticking with these coaches. I mean, of course, right now, as it stands, these moves are made, these firings are made, and if we are led to believe that with these, he will now have to make new hires. He's going to wait too long already, but now he's going to have to nail these hires, these next hires. And granted, the hires he's made since the coaching – the replacements he's hired since he's been at Florida, the few that have been here, have been pretty good. David Turner, Tim Brewster, pretty good hires. But you're about to make your biggest one next. You're a, if, if you're going to be here in 2022, and this move signifies that you're going to be, if, if, if that's what it signifies, you better nail these hires. And we'll get into that. I know everybody wants a big board of who's next <laughs> at defensive. We got plenty of time uh, to get into that, as I said. And I, I, I have promised you guys that I would get into it once the move was made. The move is going to be made. Um, but still got an episode tomorrow night with Will. So <laughs> I'll put some, I'll put some, I'll put some, I'll put a board together. Doug Belk, I've already said his name. Uh, there, I'll give you one, would be at the top of my list. Houston defensive coordinator, uh, former DB coach at West Virginia. Uh, moving over with Dana Holgerson. Uh believe Kirby Smart tried to get him as a DB coach at Georgia along the way. Uh, Doug Belk is originally from Valdosta, recruited the state of Florida for West Virginia. Uh, one young – I'd like the young route, young, fiery route. Doug Belk fits that mold for me. So that's one reason his name is up there. I don't know if he'd be at the top, at the top, but – He's he's near it for me. Might be at the top. But I'll give you some more names as the week goes through. But it's a move, guys, here, of course, I think had to be made. Definitely had to be made. Um, as we go back to last year, thinking the move should have been made then. Hopefully, if the way it, this all this plays out, hopefully you know, if Dan Mullen's going to be head coach at the University of Florida, this is not a too little, too late move. Um, and as you kind of just dug your own grave with this. We talked about that a couple weeks ago on Gators Breakdown, Will and I, about the kind of whole timeline of this. You could have used this year with the retooled offense, a defense learning along the way to set up a big 2022. But now 2022 is going to be a – kind of a desperation mode. 2022 is going to be now and offense probably still trying to figure out its way. Maybe, probably, Anthony Richardson leading the charge. But now, and pretty much if Dan Mullen's going to be head coach next year, a do-or-die year for Dan Mullen. So you're going to have to nail this defensive coordinator hire, and they're going to have to respond right away. Does this buy Dan Mullen grace period, a, a grace period here by making these moves? Is it more than 2022 of that grace period? Are you going to waste an offense by a defense trying to figure out their way? 
A lot of fans ain't going to be happy about that either. So that's why the timeline, that's why the move should have been made last year. But, of course, a lot of the hot names out there, we can dive deeper into them, especially defensive coordinator, offensive line. Of course, I have to do a lot more research there for, for offensive line coach. Uh, and Field Trot line, of course, that's the name there. Uh, it, it starts and ends with him right there until something – until Florida hires somebody else, the offensive line coach at Penn State, former Gator, of course. A lot of people are going to want him. That's going to be the name you hear the most out there. Um, the names you'll hear, defensive coordinator. I'm going to go ahead and throw a couple out of the way. I don't think will happen at all. Will Muschamp? Nah, that's not happening. So go ahead and move on from that. Um, yeah, that's the one that comes up the most at – not, not, can't get on board with that one. I just, oh, would, do I think it'd be a good fit? Absolutely, as far as a defensive coordinator. But Will Muschamp's not coming to Georgia, or not leaving Georgia to come to Florida. So, uh, but yeah, Gene Chizik's name's going to come up a whole lot. Uh, had him on the podcast, of course, back in the summer. Asked him. What would it take to get back into coaching? He gets that question a lot. He said the perfect fit. It would have to be the perfect fit. He's a Gator. He played at Florida. Would he consider Florida? He would. But where would he be on the pecking order? Let's see in the uh, let's see YouTube comments here. Uh, you could forget about Charlie Strong. Um, DJ Durkin would be an interesting name. Uh, I don't know if the off-field issues would come back to haunt somebody like DJ Durkin. Of course, coached at Florida with Urban Meyer, Will Muschamp. I think it's a name worth keeping an eye on. Um, I don't don't think it would happen with the off-field stuff. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But he is part of an old Miss defense that. Uh, not so sure, you know, is where they should be an improvement from last year to this year. Kevin Steele's the name that's going to come up. I see that there from Demetrius. Um, there's some reports last year. Um, not reports. Stuff sent my way from completely two different sources, one an Auburn source, one a Florida source, that still was on campus last year. On, in December of last year. Who knows what that conversation was about? I would assume a defensive coordinator job at Florida. I think there was a conversation if Todd Grantham was going to be allowed to come back for 2021. Um, but I'm just telling you what I heard. Kevin Still was on campus. Heard it from two completely different people there. So maybe there's a connection there. Uh, but all right, there we go. Like I said, we'll get into more names uh, down the road here for defensive coordinator. Um, it's going to take the Florida's not hiring anybody in the next. That hire's not going to be made to after the season. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, there we go. All right, and I, I'm exhausted. If you can't tell, drive back from Columbia today. Already threw you out uh, on an episode of Gators Breakdown passionate 
passionate episode there of Gators Breakdown about the Gators hitting rock bottom. <sighs> but here we go. A lot of you get the news you want. You got the news I want with uh, the move that needed to be made here. Florida will have a new defensive coordinator in 2022. Would that be the extent of it? I think I still think more moves are made. These, these are not the only uh, assistant moves I expect, by the way. Uh, I, deal, um, I still think there will be more. As I said, Christian Robinson is probably the one to look out for now with his connection to Todd Grantham. What does it mean for him? That's what's the timeline on that one too? Does that wait till after the year? I just, you know, the, the tr tricky thing with him and the best recruiter you have on staff, but it really hasn't amounted to much. Now, they finally got some true linebackers on, but they're the younger linebackers. No time to see the field yet. Will they make a difference? But if a full if a full reset on defense is needed, by all means, do it. Are there some pieces on this defense? I like David Turner. And I can go ahead and tell you, for a fact, the players love David Turner. That one would hurt a lot of players. Now, of course, what comes out I mean, I, here's another thing before I sign off on here. What does this mean for uh, transfers? You know, who, what does uh, – I've seen some recruits' reactions uh, out there. Some like it, some don't. But you've seen where they've seen where this Florida defense is. Uh, so, you know, yeah. Of course, you'll you'll get both sides of it. But something to look out for. Todd Grantham's gone. I'm not so sure that's going to impact who stays, who goes in the transfer portal. But you when you start losing these assistants that these players are players are much closer to, a Christian Robinson who's brought a lot of guys in, a David Turner who I know the players love, Jules Montanar who just comes in, Wesley McGriff who just comes in. As I said, McGriff's taking over play calling right now. But if it takes a clean slate, I mean, who, whoever whoever you bring in as defensive coordinator should be allowed to bring in whoever they want. They don't want any holdovers from his current staff. You just got to bite the bullet. I know a lot of players won't like it. Probably get some transfers out of the program for that. But if you're going to believe in this new defensive coordinator you bring in, especially for Dan Mullen now, he pretty much hands over the defense. You're going to have to trust that person. So there we go. All right, that's what to look out for. All right, we'll get into more to it. Uh, I will do a Twitter Spaces chat on Monday morning, like I always do every Monday. So your reaction to all this news. I don't think we'll be looking at looking back at Florida, South Carolina too much. I mean, prob probably because that was the final that was the final straw here. But we'll get your reaction on Twitter Spaces. So be sure to join that if you're on Twitter. Usually happens around seven forty-five. Monday mornings. So we'll get your reaction to that. Go ahead and check out the latest episode of Gators Breakdown besides this one right here. Talk about the the rock bottom aspect of where Florida is right now. And then Will Miles will, and I will be back on Monday night like we always are. And we'll, you know, you know, you know, when Will and I get together, we'll have uh, plenty of back and forth uh, on this one. Something we agreed with for quite a while now that needed to happen here. So, all right, 
That will do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Got some girls out there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.